Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one fiery minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Dave, how are you? Welcome back to another fun-filled minute. Happy to be here. Friends, we are joined once again by Tom Taylor from Indiana Jones Minute. Welcome, Tom. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, hello. So we are on to another awesome minute, uh, minute number 50. And this one starts with all the chaos of the engine room and ends with Spock saying, we cannot escape on auxiliary power. You, that was it. That was it. uncanny. Another uncanny. <laughs> hey. I, I actually, I, the delivery you made there, I'm not going to jump to the end of the minute, but I do want to talk about how he delivers that line when we get there. But you, you, nailed, you nailed it. I nailed it. I Just like the computer, I nailed it. <laughs> Impressions are my thing. So uh, th- this minute obviously begins with the, the still fiery wreck going on of the Enterprise. And uh, I listened to this beginning of this minute for uh, probably a hundred times this, this afternoon, just going back and forth, back and forth, trying to figure out what Scotty is saying in the background of all the explosions. And I think, I think I got it. I think I got what he says. He's saying respirators, respirators, use your respirators, lads, get back to your posts. Wow. But but it's hard to tell with all the explosions going on. And I know Chris and Chris, you and I talked about this a little bit and is that what you came up with? I definitely, I didn't, I only heard him say, use your respirator lads. And I remember going, oh, he calls them lads. Even in, <laughs> even in panic, right? Even in the panic and the chaos, he uses, you know, he's, uh, yeah, I thought it was sweet. That is. I love but Scotty. It, he, he's awesome. He's the miracle worker. He is. But it's we also 20, have... 20 plus seconds of just engine room chaos. Yeah, and the one the one line that I can only ever really hear clearly is, uh, I need air! I need air! <laughs> that one guy is just going nuts, and I feel terrible for him. He probably does need air. But he should listen to Scotty, apparently, and get to his respirators. Get to his respirator, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of chaos of guys running around, pushing and shoving, trying to get through airlocks. And then we see one break away, and he runs for the ladder. <laughs> yeah, and his moon boots. Yes. And Which don't boots. seem comfortable on a ladder. It feels like, ow. It's like my, my boot is bending around the ladder rung. Looks weird. Good old moon boots. And these so guys. Um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was this. So this, all of these years that I've watched this movie, I, I've, I've never noticed. I've always thought the guy running up the ladder was Peter Preston. I did too. But again, watching it a million times, it is not. Wow, you know what? I'm going to say that I always thought it was him too, and it's not. I didn't notice no, that it wasn't. No, I'm still so living in that see... world. <laughs> so <laughs> P- Peter, Peter heroically, you know, he kind of when when everyone's yelling, I can't breathe. He like breaks away from the crowd, and then it's it, the way it's all cut together. It's, it is hard to see what is going on. Everybody's running, but Peter is the guy who runs to the wall 
yep. and drags that guy through the wall. Yes. Oh, nice. He's a hero. Yes, he's a hero. he is. But he's not the guy that is running up the ladder. I, I, I noticed that as well, and I couldn't believe it because, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, and yeah, never noticed that. Wow. Yeah, because the guy running up the ladder, it looks like a heroic move. Like, he's on the move, but I guess we're supposed to believe that he's bailing, right? He's Yeah, oh, he could, because later on, Scotty's like, with the trainees around. <laughs> Maybe this is one of those trainees who's running. He's running. Well, you see the guys in the background, as the, he's climbing up the ladder, the Inviso elevators going up, you see a couple of guys try to grab onto the bottom of it, like, take me with you! Oh, wow. Take me with you! Like oh, they, that's awesome. They just want out of that area. <laughs> That's scary though, because I've, I've, I, you know, a big part of the scene is those doors slowly coming down or closing in different sections, and like guys like scrambling to get out of the way before the doors close. And I'm like, I, I can't decide what I think about these doors because on the one hand, well, yes, you want to close off the sections that are whatever decompressing and stuff or whatever's happening, but you also don't want them to be so fast that people get caught in them. Right. Yeah. But then. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, are they are they letting the ship depressurize more for the sake of getting guys out of the way, or I don't know. It's it, it, it's it's a it's a mess either way. <laughs> I'm upset for all these people. I feel bad. I don't blame them for running. Get me out of here. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy that, and I don't think I've ever Dave we Dave, we may have talked about this over the years, but I'm glad Tom is here. Uh, we need to talk about the door. So the the big door that is coming down and yeah. is going. Right between all of what, which I think we said was part of the warp core or some oh, part that, of the engine, it's going yeah. right down between them. How is it doing that? Isn't That's that an magic? excellent point? I was, you know, I've always noticed that, like since I was a kid watching this movie, and in my mind, I didn't even think about it when I was watching the the minutes this time, but in my mind, that's always like like in the same way that they're sectioning off, like they're closing these doors to like keep the air from escaping, whatever they're maybe like closing these doors. I mean, that's stupid because you wouldn't close a door to cut off power from one part of a thing to another. Right. Yeah. But I don't know, like in my head, there's some kind of like shut off between those two sections. And now like the section behind the door isn't needed anymore, or it's, you know, considered lost or failed. And so now this door comes down between them. Like it's built that way for the door to fit between them or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily would have thought I, of that. I, but I, I look at I look at it like it's a magician's trick. I'm like, you know, he <laughs> sawed the woman in half. I'm like, how did it do? Did the door actually closed below the thing? <laughs> Scotty spins the thing around afterwards to show, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I I don't know. It's 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 always bothered me, and it's still bothering me now. I don't get how it works. And, oh, and I think uh, I've always suspended anybody... my disbelief there and just assumed <laughs> that it whatever. It's so like clear, like it, it's it's so obvious in the in the shot, and it's so clear that it's happening that you figure, well, it makes sense to them. They know that that's what's happening, and that's what we're seeing happening. So they've figured it out somehow behind yeah. the scenes, and it's right. okay for them to show that to us. I, I like your explanation, Tom. I'm gonna go with that. Okay, cool. I'll go check my manuals know. after this and see if I'm right. <laughs> I still I still have an itch I can't scratch, guys. It's not working. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to move on. All right. Well, but one more thing though about the door. So, um, the the look of the door, the 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 glass. I'm going to say it's glass. The panels, uh, the yellowish panels. Those those are very uh, look very classic Star Trek to me. Like they belonged on the original series. Uh, oh yeah. Engineering. It's got that oh, yeah, definitely that 60s look to it. Uh, I don't know if that was done deliberately or just coincidentally, but I do I do love it. I think it's a nice touch. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It does. 
Uh, let's see. So, so yeah. So we see. So that's Preston, Peter Preston, dragging that guy through through the slow moving door. So uh, there yeah, is this heroic act. And, and the guy runs away. It totally bails on him. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even help even him help up. He doesn't even help Peter up. He just like, thanks, man. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he's did. He goes for the respirators with everybody else. And, I hope uh, he feels guilty later on mm-hmm. after all the dust is settled. Yeah. Not to exactly. skip ahead. You're allowed to, Tom. We can't. <laughs> I'm I'm a visitor here. I can do whatever I want. I'm a guest. <laughs> so uh, not to not to go to the you know say wrong show, but uh, does everybody think of the Millennium Falcon when these guys are grabbing the respirators off the wall? Oh my god, I've never thought of that, but I totally should. That's brilliant. Yeah, those are the same things. <laughs> it totally That's really is. funny. It's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I always think of that i'm like oh that's when they're in the asteroid and going out to hunt the minox oh my god (laughs) and you call yourself a fan i know look at me but then okay let me i'll try to salvage this like don't they um because i was noticing i've always noticed scotty like he's got his thing on and it seems to be like as he's speaking it's like it's like doing something to his voice he's like he sounds like he's you know speaking through a thing or something it's not just like a respirator thing and, synthesized. and the same thing happens with like Leia and Han, where they're using those things in the yep. asteroid. They've got that kind of mechanized kind of quality to their voice. So well, I like yeah. how it, I like how it plugs into his chest. Yeah, like it, like it plugs into like a top port in his chest. Like so, we're so we're supposed to assume that his suit somehow has air capability in it, or somehow it's funneling air or fresh air to his face. Maybe. Or maybe, oh, maybe he's like, maybe this, maybe the, his voice is being sent through the suit. Like he, you can't hear him over the intercom because he's got a thing over his mouth. So the, there's like a speaker in his suit so he can talk to the bridge about all the so it's like, it's like Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton with his talk box. <laughs> yeah. Scotty to bridge, do you feel like we do? It seems nuts down here. Are you guys okay? Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, okay. <laughs> Um, that's great. Now I, we, we cut back to the, uh, we cut back to the bridge and Sulu's, uh, desperately trying to get the shields up, but he says he can't get power, sir. Um, I, I do, I do have to note this happens a few times in this minute that again, even with all the chaos, the formalities are still held up. We keep saying, sir, at the end of our statements, um, Scotty does it. Sulu's doing it. If I, if it was me, I'd be like, I can't get power. I'd be freaking out. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty ingrained, pretty- I guess. Maybe, maybe he doesn't know how to say anything to the captain without saying, sir. Or right. Something. Yeah. He's a professional. He is. I love Sulu. Yes. So did you guys notice, uh, in all this chaos on the bridge that McCoy just leaves? Yeah, is that McCoy? I noticed somebody's just like, ah, here's a turbo lift. I'm gone. Oh, I got yeah, he looks totally casual about it, which is what made me laugh. Because everybody else is like hanging off for dear life, and he just kind of strolls out. That's hysterical. I mean, you could say, well, okay, there are clearly people getting injured on the ship. I better get to my post. I hang out yeah. on the bridge too much. But still, yeah, it's very casual. Like, up, oh, exit, stage right. Get me out of here. Uh, Kirk yells at Uhura finally. I've been waiting for somebody to do that the whole film. <laughs> yeah. Turn off job. those damn channels. Turn off those damn channels. And then she says something which I, I, I must have mentioned this a bunch of times. Like she says, Mr. Scott on, on the screen, sir. But he's not on the screen. Yeah. Screen seems to mean different things in different episodes and movies. And, uh, 
yeah like yeah sometimes it's just like an audio thing and sometimes it's the obviously the screen but yeah it's uh i've never understood that happens on the show i think a lot yeah just yeah i don't like it it's weird (laughs) because even if even if that did apply to both like how do you know like is kirk looking at the screen like a dummy for a second waiting for scotty's face to show up or you know oh you meant screen like okay i got you thanks (laughs) (laughs) so all right not to get hyper detail but i'm gonna um so as scotty's given you know given the message of they're just hanging on the energizer's out um i was looking at the display because i love all the displays in the film and i was i the only one that thought that he's looking at the death star plans no (laughs) oh wow he is. He's totally like uh, it's R two D two scanning for the princess or the yeah, or the all place where the is uh, that little sound effect. Yeah, you know, little... <laughs> yeah exactly. But it's fun. You know but what? The... Again, I'm a bad fan. I didn't make that connection because I was like, oh, that's uh, the motion picture again. That's exact. That's like uh, you know, Vijers uh, Scott saying, oh, or, or uh, Spock is saying, oh, we're being probed. Yep. And it's like a super. Oh, yeah. It's like faster than this, but it's the same images. You know, it's being cycled through like it's downloading the entire ship's computer or something. So, Tom, Tom, did you watch the motion picture before you joined us? Uh, it's in my head. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> I'm very impressed with your recall. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I did laugh at uh, as, as I'm scanning through this. Uh, you know, the stuff that's flying by on the Death Star plans. One of them actually says "brakes applied, normal <laughs> operation." So I'm like, "Brakes? That's awesome." I would love to hear them say, "Put the brakes on." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It says yeah, it breaks. That's up crazy. Nice. Uh, all right, what do we got? Uh, Kirk, just tell him try auxiliary power. Scotty's like, aye, sir, whatever, Kirk. Yeah. yeah but what does he actually say there? Because it sounds like he says I lass. Oh, I think he says I, I, sir. Yeah, he says I, sir. Oh, okay, yeah. thank you. Because I was like, like it was he as they shot it. Was he talking to Uhura or something? And then when they edited it together, he's talking to Kirk. I, uh, I don't know. But it always sounds like I, lass. To me, I'm, but, I'm gonna have to go back and listen. Maybe he did. <laughs> I don't know. There have been, yeah, we have found inconsistencies with certain speeches, so yeah, definitely could happen. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things coming up, right? So Kirk asked for the damage report. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna talk about the music again. So one of the things we haven't talked a ton about um, um, James Horner's score. Uh, he's done a bunch of other stuff. I think way, way in the beginning, the first few minutes we talked about, he had done other movies like Krull in the early days. Mm-hmm. But one of them, one of the ones he did was Battle Beyond the Stars, uh, which I haven't had the pleasure of watching. But the soundtrack is amazing, <laughs> and <laughs> it's a it's amazing partly because it's like the Wrath of Khan soundtrack version one. And this sequence, this musical sequence, as they're looking at the the damage, is a direct lift of um, a sequence called Shad's Pursuit on the Battle Beyond the Stars soundtrack. And there are, I think I've jotted down at least like half a dozen different, uh, it's the same exact music in uh, in Battle Beyond the Stars. It's it's amazing. Wow. Um, so I would actually, uh, I think initially when I, when I heard it, I was like, kind of like, geez, man, this isn't cool. <laughs> yeah. But I have since now, I've actually found myself, I've actually put it on, it's on, it's on YouTube. We'll post a link on the Facebook page and stuff. Um, you can listen to the whole thing. Um, if you're a fan of Wrath of Khan, it's actually fun to listen to because it's, it's almost <laughs> like you're listening to uh, an early version of Wrath of Khan and the soundtrack that goes with it. It's pretty fun. That's um, cool. Yeah, very cool. 
Yeah, there are a bunch of YouTube videos that I think he just died like a year ago or something, James Horner. And when when that happened, there was a lot of mention of like, oh, yeah, he was accused of like lifting his own themes and stuff for various projects. And and some people have put up YouTube videos comparing different things in his music because I and, and none of them mentioned the one that I always notice, which I would think would be a big deal, is there are scenes in Aliens, which are exactly this con theme. like that kind of stuff (laughs) like this happens like note for note in aliens and even in uh uh that movie i don't know (laughs) i don't know i I saw this on hbo too probably wolfen did anybody see wolfen with like albert is it albert finney i think albert finney's in it i I haven't uh, seen it but i know of it yeah i think he did the music for that and it's got a lot of the same this kind of sort of con theme to it it's very weird. It totally does, yeah. You're, you're picturing Ripley driving the tank, right? Exactly. Ripley driving yeah. the tank, like the first time, like everything goes to hell and she's booking out of there. It's the exact same music. Yeah. 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 I guess he's just building on, you know, just building on what he knows and taking the best of and, and, and yeah. I don't know. It's, it's uh, seeing it now, stitching it all together. It's, I, I like it. I don't, I, I don't fault him for it. I, I do kind of like that I'm, that it, things repeat. Sure. Hey, he got other jobs. clearly they love (laughs) we can't be the only ones who noticed yeah yeah right (laughs) wasn't that the theme you used in yeah Yeah. maybe it was but get us that hack who keeps repeating himself (laughs) i like that stuff (laughs) um so the damage the damage report that spock gives um do you all agree that the three of us could have given Kirk that same damage report because all he does is point at the blinking lights. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of the music, I always notice that the first two points that he touches are almost perfectly accompanied by those horns in the background. Like in that set, there's like a da 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 with the horns and like the first oh, yeah. two points that he does perfectly sync up with the first two horns. And, and the first time I saw it, I think I was like, is he like, is that a sound in the movie? Like, is he making that sound by touching that? Or is it? The, oh, OK, it's the music. I get it. But yeah, it's like there appear to be dots on these parts of the ship. So I guess that's where we've been hit. Well, I like that yeah. it shows um, damage on either side of the hull. So clearly the, the blasts went through. I was wondering that, yeah. I never noticed that. That's yeah, because uh, there's nasty. a scene where he ducks his head down, and you can see like the Enterprise like straight on, and you can see pretty much where you would see almost the laser blast at that angle go right through the side of the ship. Eesh. Oh, that would have been cool to see if they had added. I mean, as, <laughs> as traumatic as it was watching it get sliced open, it would have been cool to see the phaser come out the other side. Yeah, yeah. Or just passing uh-huh. through the inside from like the point of view of the poor engineering guys or something. Ah. <sighs> Uh, now I don't know if you guys noticed, but as Spock and Kirk were walking over, um, in addition to the Enterprise damage, one of the cadets is damaged. Yes, he's holding, he's his, holding head. his head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Poor guy. That's our friend Danny Terry. Still at his post. <laughs> so much for the little training crews. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so what do we got? Uh, they knew exactly where to hit us. Who knew? Yeah. This is again. I. Why? I don't know if this is another example of the Kirk and. Spock Bond, you know, this, you know, Kirk is clearly about to, you know, flip out, right? Who, who's where he's getting ready to f- kind of freak out. Why? And Spock's just very calm and cool. You know, one thing is certain we cannot escape on auxiliary power. Yeah. And uh, so I think he's, I think there's a couple things here I talked about at the beginning of the minute. He, the way he delivers that, he delivers it kind of quietly. Yeah. 
And I didn't know if that was, if he did that because he didn't want the cadets to hear and freak him out, or if he's actually trying to calm Kirk down. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would think it'd be the former sort of like, look, this is bad. We cannot get out of here. We can't, we can't escape. So you as the captain need to figure out uh, how we're going to get out of this without doing that, because that's not going to work. And yeah, let's not freak everybody out more than they need to be. Which is nice for a Vulcan to consider that. That was nice of him. Sure. Well, he is part human. He is. He's always thinking. <laughs> All right. Um, did you guys have any anything other, any notes on this minute? That was it. That's all that I've really had for this minute. Yeah, I think that does it for me. So, Tom, I have another, another. this is more of an observation question for you. Okay. Um, one of the things I, I, I'm you know big Star Trek fan, uh, but one thing's always bummed me out. There's not a ton of Star Trek stuff out there, right? You that is get... really true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, you can get Lego sets, the Lego video game. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things that, that Dave and I have both seen is the uh, the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular down in Disney World. Uh, oh, right. Have you, had a, have you had a chance to see that? I have not seen that, no. But you know what I did do? And this, I don't know if it's still there because this is back in like 1995, I think. Universal Studios had, uh, you could go, this is like, you know, in the era of, actually no, but this is a, okay. (laughs) You could go to Universal Studios and they would put you in a Starfleet costume and you and two of your buddies would be like blue screened into this like fakey Star Trek scene. I mean, it was legitimate Star Trek, like DeForest Kelly was in it. And I think Walter Koenig was in it and it was like this enterprise scene. Like you're the new cadets who get to fly the the enterprise. And, and there's like a Klingon who, you know, wants to know where Kirk is and stuff. It's like this totally good. If you look up, I'm, I guarantee there are dozens of them on YouTube of people who have done it and, uh, it's completely goofy, but it was really, (laughs) it was really fun. It was really, uh, it's probably one of the geekier things I've ever done, but it was really cool. Do you have video of it? I do, but that doesn't mean I'm going to share it, but maybe I will. I, I should. I actually really should. Nice. I'll try to track that down. Yeah. It's if, pretty if amazing. You get, if you get the chance to, Tom, just the, the Indiana Jones, the stunt spectacular, if you guys get a chance to, you should think about. I've heard know, good hopping things. On a, yeah. Hopping on a plane and getting down there, because I think one of the things, Dave, you said it's it's not going to be around much longer, right? No, I don't think it's going to be around much longer, because oh, they're, really? they're building all the um, they're building all the Star Wars stuff down there. Yeah, 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 it's taking over. But uh, no, I just think I, in, my, in my head, I just picture you guys doing like a, you know, an extra, a special live episode or something. Oh, that's not a bad idea. It's, it's it's pretty fun to watch. They do a great job with it. Awesome. And I think it's, is it all based on Raiders, Dave? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, it is. Because they've cool. got the plane, they got the, the boulder. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. All right. Well, cool. Well, then, uh, Tom, here's a question. Where can the nice people find you online? Oh, they can find me at the Indiana Jones Minute at uh, indianajonesminute.com. We, too, have a daily show where uh, we're covering currently Raiders of the Lost Ark, and we're going to go on and do the rest of them. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter at Indiana Jones Min, and you can find us on Facebook at uh, the Indiana Jones Minute podcast or at uh, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade. That's our listeners group. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. awesome. 
All right. Well, then, uh, yeah, you can find us as well online uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we've got a Facebook uh, listener society, the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation. Uh, you can also drop us an email, podcast at wrathofconminute.com, for those of you who are you know into email these days. <laughs> um, and uh, we will be back again on Friday. Tom, will you be able to come back Friday? Oh, absolutely. Sweet. Uh, yes, we'll be back Friday with Minute 51 of Star Trek II here at the Wrath of Con Minute. I was giving you a chance to say Jones. Oh, I was waiting for it. I'm waiting Jones. for it. <laughs>